Get ready! You're tuned in to Tea Time Unfiltered with your girl, Lovely Tea, bringing you the hottest trending topics on social media. Stay connected, Instagram.com slash Lovely Tea 2002. Hey, you guys, welcome to another episode of Tea Time Unfiltered with your girl, Lovely Tea. Hey, you guys, I hope you guys are doing good today. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another podcast episode. So I want to come on here and talk about the whole Lakeith Stanfield situation. So Lakeith has been trending literally the past few days. If you guys do not know, him and Charlamagne the God have been beefing literally for going on two years now. I believe that Lakeith lives in Charlemagne's head rent free. And Charlemagne lives in Lakeith's head rent free because they just do this petty tit for tat. And they've been doing it, like I said, close to two years now. So let me go ahead and kind of bring it back to how all of this started. So what happened is that basically when Lakeith went on The Breakfast Club, um, I don't know, I just kind of felt like Charlemagne wasn't really feeling him. He didn't really give him the most utmost respect. And Lakeith kind of trolls when he interviews. So I don't think he gave them a lot to work with. So anyhow... Lakeith ended up doing an interview, and in that interview, he basically said that the Shade Room, Lipstick Alley, Breakfast Club, World Star, and many others are anti-black. And then he went on like a small rant, and he went on to say this further. He says, it's a fact that these platforms are usually or tend to be feeding grounds for negative reinforcements towards black nonconformists. They bolster faux vanity and hold white supremacy scope over black men and women, often highlighting negative attributes and downplaying mind expanding ones. They serve as bottomless coward consumption pits and digital audio or otherwise slave mentality museums at all you want. So that is what Lakeith said. And basically, when Charlemagne got word, honey, he went in. He said, you're not going to put the breakfast club in this shit. He literally went on a 10-minute rant about Lakeith. He went and found old clips. Charlemagne brought receipts. I mean, it was a mess. I've never seen Charlemagne's donkey of the day be this in-depth, okay? So y'all go ahead and listen to this. I'm going to come back with the rest of my commentary. Donkey of the day for Thursday, November 14th goes to an actor by the name of Lakeith Stanfield. You know Lakeith Stanfield, right? Uh, he plays Darius on the TV show Atlanta. You may know him as Andre from Get Out. Remember, he was the black man who went missing. And then when Chris hit him with the flash at the brunch auction clan rally, he flipped out. Yeah, that brother. Well, yesterday he posted this on Instagram. He posted... The Shade Room, Lipstick Alley, Breakfast Club, World Star, and many others are or anti-black. That's how he typed it. He said, and many other are, A-R-E, then typed or, or, are, O-R, anti-black. I guess he didn't know which word to use or how to use it, so he decided to do both to, to, both. to, to be safe. I, I get it. Now, I had a great session with my spiritual counselor, uh, Yadi, last night, dropping a clues bomb for Yadi. Uh, I... I also have therapy Friday at three. One thing that my therapist and spiritual counselor allowed me to see is the God and everything. Everything is God. So even though this statement pissed me off for a second yesterday, uh, it did. And I'll tell you why. I'm, I'm still going to see the good of God in this statement and use it as an opportunity to teach Lakeith. Because Lakeith, you have to practice what you tweet or in this case, post on the ground. Uh, I don't know what the hell Lakeith Stanfield is talking about, but I do know myself, Charlemagne the God, in the nine years I've been on this breakfast club, I strive uh, every day to be the perfect balance of ratchetness and righteousness. All right. There's not another show out there that goes from Byron Allen to Black Youngster like it's nothing. 
All right. You tell me a show uh, where, where the guest list goes from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan to 21 Savage. This show has gone from me talking about sucking farts out of women's asses to me encouraging brothers and sisters to go to therapy and invest in their mental wealth. You know why, Lakeith? Because that's life. And that's the way life works. Okay. I'm not going to sit here and act like we've gotten it right all the time because we haven't. We've made plenty of mistakes on this radio. Plenty of things I've looked back on and said, yeah, we should have played that a certain way. And all that critique is fine. But Lakeith Stanfield, don't you ever fix your raggedy ass mouth to call the author of black privilege because i truly believe it is a privilege to be black anti-black okay ask all those white people who call up here every day complaining about me saying crack ass cracker <laughs> or mayonnaise or asking me why everything got to be black and white all right ask them okay if i'm anti-black don't ever fix your mouth to call a brother like me anti-black because young king i know for a fact you don't take the chances that i do every day in the name of blackness all right that's exactly why you didn't call out any white media outlets because your publicist your agent and those hollywood executives you work for would have had a fit you would never take that chance see as a black person it's safe to go at black outlets like shade room world star lipstick alley breakfast club and many others as you said but you would never fix your mouth to say that about any of the white outlets that do the same damn thing because you know that would affect you in hollywood so who's the real coward okay who's really got the slave mentality if it's easier to call out your own black people than it is to go to others, white folk. Lakeith is one of these folks who be on red carpets and they don't even speak to black outlets. Okay, walk right past Baller Alert or Bossip or Jasmine Brand and go talk to E or people as if those outlets don't report so-called negative stories, as if those outlets are any less messy. Okay, Lakeith, I think it's hard to get the character Andre out of your spirit because it sounds like you may still be in the sunken place, but I'm not about to go back and forth with you about this. I'm going to simply say when you are on any of these platforms or even when you are on your own platforms like social media how about be the change you want to see in the world don't give these platforms negativity to reinforce because all we can do is provide the platform the artists provide the content it's been plenty of people who have sat in this room and elevated the conversation in this room elevated the vibration in this room you said that these platforms highlight negative attributes and downplay mind expanding ones but when you get the opportunity to speak do you do that king i'm just playing that to remind you that you you haven't always been this woke warrior you claim to be. All right, so you guys just heard Charlemagne ranting and raving about Lakeith and calling him out and saying that, you know, he caters to the white media outlets but wants to disrespect the black ones. Now, I will say this. All of these outlets have their good and bad points. And, you know, like I've said in the past, it's always easier to blame the outlets and to blame the commentators and say, oh, they're negative or, oh, they're only reporting on negative stuff. But I know that a lot of us try to be fair and balanced. We try to report on everything, right? The Breakfast Club, they try to be fair and balanced. Um, Shade Room, they try to be fair and balanced. But the problem is a lot of people... But the problem is, like I always say, I put it back on the consumers. When we make positive content, content that's feeding your mind and your brain and your soul, things that make you think, y'all don't watch that shit. I mean, let's just keep it real. You know, people always want to talk about what the black outlets need to do. And when they do it, they just don't watch it. You know what I'm saying? I make positive videos. I make videos, you know, about you know, just deep stuff, things to help people. They don't get views like my, you know, videos talking about foolishness and gossip and ratchetness and who's smashing who. So again, 
it's it's about the consumers until the consumers decide that they don't want that type of news or that type of information or those type of blog posts. They're going to keep being posted because that is what people gear towards. People love negativity. People love drama. They claim they don't, honey. Oh, I don't do drama. Oh, 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 all this is bad. Oh, all this gossip, all this, this and all this spilling of tea. But guess what? As soon as that damn bell rings, they're the first ones in the comment section talking my first. You know, so I think there's a lot of blame to go around, not just, you know, with the outlets, but also with the consumers of the outlets. But I definitely understood where, you know, Lakeith was coming from. And I did, you know, understand where Charlamagne was coming from as well. But, honey, the way he was offended about all them receipts, I'm like, well, damn, he took this real personal because I don't recall Angie saying shit. And I don't know who's running the, you know, the damn world star hip hop no more since Q died. But I don't recall them responding back either. It was only Charlemagne that was like just so upset. So this whole situation was a mess. So anyways, fast forward to 2021. Yes, we're in a whole new year, hoodie. So fast forward to 2021. And um, if you guys do not know, there's a new movie out. It's a black movie. Um, It's out on HBO and everything else. And it's called Judas and the Black Messiah. It's really good. And in that movie, um, Lakeith Stanfield is playing FBI informant Bill O'Neill. And this was like a really crazy character. He went in to be, you know, friends and to be buddy buddy with Fred Hampton that's being played by Daniel Kalula. So this was like a really deep role. And a lot of people were shocked to find out that Fred Hampton was so young. He was only 21, you know, and basically what they're saying happened is that the informant played by Lakeith, he poisoned him. He poisoned him to make him sleep through the deadly raid that got him killed. So it was it's a really deep movie. So anyhow, um, Daniel Kalula went on to the Breakfast Club, I believe it was like last Thursday or Friday. And he was, you know, promoting the movie. And while he was promoting the movie, Charlemagne the God decided to be messy and throw digs at Lakeith. And Daniel was not here for it. Daniel stopped that petty bullshit dead in his tracks basically he's asking him you know do you look at Lakeith differently he played the role of an informant too good you know just honey being messy anyways y'all y'all go ahead and check out this snippet honey damn i, I wanted did, did you find yourself looking at Lakeith uh differently after the way he played this role because he did it too well Yo, you look he's still got beef. You look he still got beef, Charlemagne. Is that what's it? You look at him sideways. Is that what was happening? No, I, n- I never had an issue with him. I do feel like he was born to play this role, though. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. We're not having that. We're not having that. We're not having that. Where is yet? Charlemagne, where is yet? But Lakeith, yeah, in this film, he makes the biggest sacrifice. Yes, in he this does. Film, he makes the sacrifice. He does. And in this film, he's serving Chairman Fred. Because in order to show you what Chairman Fred is, you have to show him what he isn't. You know, it's a, it's a, it's, you can't see the light without the dark. That's right. You know what I'm saying? And he served that and he put himself in the light. He, that's not his politics at all. You know, he doesn't, that's not how he feels at all. And it was really tough on him on certain days. I mean, he was really going through it. And for him okay. to give, to, to, to not be aligned politically to O'Neill and still give it his all and still humanize him in order. I think Daniel handled that question in the shade perfectly. Honey, I want a co-star like Daniel to have my back because a lot of these phonies would have just kind of laughed and key keyed and, you know, brushed it off. He stopped and dead in his tracks and was like, no, we're, we're not going to do that. And then, you know, he ended up big up in Lakeith. So Lakeith, when he saw the video, he was not here for it. And this is what Lakeith had to say. Lakeith said, 
hoes. This is what hoes do. Get sunned by reality. Get off me, bro. You a lame. Daniel ain't an idiot. Leave me be, dog, and find somebody else at See the God. So that is what Lakeith had to say. And so, you know, I didn't really think too much of it. I thought about covering it, but I was like, nah, I'm going to just wait and see how all this plays out. So then, all of a sudden, nobody. Nobody at all. Here comes Lakeith on TikTok, and he's dancing all wild. He's dancing all crazy. He has a picture of the informant, you know, the real informant, and he's, like, giving him the middle finger. Then he goes about showing a picture of Charlemagne the God, and he points a gun to Charlemagne's head. And then he starts dancing all crazy with the gun. Honey, this video was a hot mess. So today's show sponsor comes from Boombas. And Boombas makes the most comfortable socks that you'll ever try. They have literally rethought every little detail of the socks that we wear. So Boombas sent me a few pairs of socks. And I can honestly tell you they are super comfortable. They're cute. I love the designs. And the best part about Boombas is that not only do the socks keep your feet nice and cozy and warm. But they also give back to the most vulnerable members of our community. Because for every pair of socks that you purchase, Boombas donates a pair to somebody in need. The generosity of Boombox customers have allowed them to donate over 40 million pairs of socks and counting through their nationwide network of 300 plus giving partners. The impact is more powerful than ever to those experiencing homelessness. Socks represent the dignity of putting on clean clothes, a small comfort that's especially important right now since a lot of people are definitely going through it. So if you want to join in to give a pair when you buy a pair what you have to do is this you want to make your purchase on boomboss.com and if you use the code sip slow you'll receive 20 percent off of your first purchase once again go to b-o-m-b-a-s.com slash sip slow for 20 percent off your first purchase all right, y'all just saw the video of him, you know, dancing around with that gun. And it looks like there's a small girl in the video as well. Um, he didn't have the gun near her, but there was definitely a small girl in that video, which was just kind of weird. So this really disturbed a lot of people this weekend when the video went viral. Everybody was like, what in the hell? They didn't know what to think of it. So now this morning, the Breakfast Club is discussing this. And Charlemagne is once again, honey, he got his tiny violin out and he is going off on Lakeith. Y'all go ahead and check this out. In 2019, I gave him donkey of the day for that and pointed out all the times he's gone on these white people's platforms and reinforced negative stereotypes of black people himself. I left it alone after that. Lakeith did a whole reply video. He did a diss song. He oh. put my face on the cover of the song and had me with the Sambo lips. Yep. I didn't respond to any of that. But I gave him a little jab during the interview with Bang, Daniel. bang. That's I, all I'm going to say is I, bang, bang. I owed him that. And that was light. He's but, owed him that. <laughs> but what Lakeith does, he gets online and he plays the victim. He makes it seem like I'm always coming at him. But he does that all the time. When he made comments about Kamala's hair last year and got backlash, he got online and said he can say what he wants and nobody's going to force him into well, not saying what he wants. All good. But if you're going to have that energy of saying what you want, don't play victim when people say something back. That's well, I'm, all. I'm scared. I'm, I'm, listen, I'm terrified. No, I'm frightened. I am. I am terrified. I seen an individual that doesn't look like he's in the right mental space holding a weapon, a gun, and flashing it at uh, a computer. No, wasn't, that well, wasn't then the Stanfield. The second part was post- definitely shady, though. <laughs> uh, that you felt like he was born to play this role? Yes, that was a jab. That was a little shady. That, was a, but it that was, definitely it was, was a, a jab. It was a warranted jab, though. Because I have a piece of advice for Lakeith, and it's simple. Don't dish it if you can't take it, King. The brother has a bad habit of throwing rocks and hiding his hands. 
And this, and this yeah, but he also talked example. about the mental trauma that he went through playing this role. So I'm sure well, that hit well, him differently. We're not going to say what point. else But let me, let's read. So he po- he posted mm-hmm. that clip and he said, mm-hmm. this is what hoes do. Get sunned by the reality. Get off me, bro. You a lame. Daniel ain't an idiot. Leave me be, dog, and find somebody else. Mm-hmm. And then he also posted a video of himself and he's like, um, bang, bang. He's he wa- won he, it. He's waving, a, of- he's, he's waving a gun at a picture of me. Call it what it is. He's waving a gun at a picture of me. But once again, this is yet another example of Lakeith being able to dish it, but can't, but he can't take it. Because he, he's made comments about the Breakfast Club and other black outlets being anti-black, being negative, reinforcing negative stereotypes of black people. That was bad. Forget the dog. He waved the gun in my picture. He the gun at this man's face. Listen, all jokes aside, though, all jokes aside, pray for that brother, Lakeith Stanfield. I want that brother to get the healing he deserves. He's clearly crying out for help, and he's been crying out for help for a long time. It's all fun and games, laughs and reposts until that brother hurts himself. So don't laugh well, with him. Pray for him. Laughing. He did. He did I'm publicly say that he has to go through therapy after playing that role. So I'm sure he has a lot going on. So Man, yes, Lakeith Stanfield, we are praying for your strength and that how is, that this is true. That, that is true. But once again, he loves the dish it, but he can't take it. Stop posting and deleting. Stop acting like you're the victim. If you're going to say what you want, deal with the repercussions. That's all. That's all. That's all I got to say about it. I'm all, right, well, that is- all right, so you guys just heard what the Breakfast Club had to say about everything. So, you know, it definitely seems like Lakeith is going through some things. And it was just noted today, if you guys do not know, that Lakeith admitted that after um, he got done filming Judas and the Black Messiah, he had to th- he had to turn to therapy. Now, I've talked about this in the past when I talked about it um, with the young man that played that role in um, Boys in the Hood. I talked about how he got so consumed with that role. If you guys ever saw my Boys in the Hood video, um, where they at now, 25 years later. If you guys ever watched that video, I talked about a young man named Lloyd Avery II. And basically, Lloyd kind of went crazy. He got lost in that role. Um, he played a lot of roles where he was always like the thug, the gangbanger. He was always killing somebody, honey. He was in so many movies in the 90s when we were growing up. It was a mess. He was fine, but honey, it was a mess. It's like, damn, who he about to kill now in this damn movie? He was in Poetic Justice killing people. He was in Boys in the Hood. He, he killed Ricky. He was in a lot of damn movies growing up. So anyways, after he did the Boys in the Hood movie, he just turned into a gangbanger. This is somebody who did not live in the jungles. He didn't live in Compton. He lived in the nice part of LA in the valley he drive from the valley to the jungles and he just really got caught up and he ended up murdering I think like two people and um, he went to prison for several years he was eventually killed in prison y'all can go watch the video but I just brought him up to say that people can really get caught in their acting roles and a few years ago I did a video about Michael B. Jordan where he got caught playing the role of Killmonger and it put a lot of stress on him mentally and he also had to seek therapy so I'm going to go ahead and play this flashback for you guys y'all go ahead and check this out So on Instagram, I said, I told y'all in my Boys in the Hood video that as an actor, you have to go to dark places when acting dark characters, and sometimes it can overtake your entire being. I'm glad he was able to exercise the spirit of Killmonger out of him. Heath Ledger and the actor who killed Ricky, Lloyd Avery, weren't so lucky. But y'all keep thinking that spirits can't overtake you and it's all mumbo jumbo. 
So that's what I wrote on Instagram. And of course, it caused a lot of really good conversation. You know, a lot of folks were like, well, you know what? That wasn't a bad character. That's my hero and this and that. And we we're basically breaking down to people that it's not about it being a dark character or an evil character. But anytime that you have to basically become somebody else and you're doing method acting, you're taking on that character's essence. You're taking on their spirit. You're taking down their entire being. And you're basically putting yourself on the back burner to become this person and when a lot of people take on roles they take on roles they're literally having to be that character for upwards of several months to sometimes years before they go into production so imagine being somebody else and having to stay into character for a long time to be able to deliver that role so michael b jordan says it was one of those things i didn't know what was going on i never was in a character for that long of a period of time and was I guess that dark, that lonely, that painful. So coming out of it, I thought, oh yeah, business as usual. I can just go back home. I cut my hair off and everything will be back to normal. Unfortunately, going to dark places in order to inhibit the role of T'Challa's first major foe left a lasting impression on Jordan. I found myself kind of in the routine of being isolated and went out of my way to make sure... I was by myself and didn't say too much more than usual, the actor continued. Once I got finished wrapping the movie, it took some time to talk through how I was feeling and why I was feeling sad and a little bit depressed. After seeking professional help, the star eventually found himself emerging from his emotionally isolated state and feeling more connected with those around him. Not just being in the room, but being present and engaging, Jordan said. But, you know, when you're taking on the essence of somebody else, especially a darker character, and you guys can say that Killmonger is a hero, and that's fine, but he was still a dark character. I kept encountering articles and conversations saying he was the best antagonist since Heath Ledger's Joker in The Dark Knight. Huh? Um. When looking at the design of the two characters, it's clear that they have several similarities. You know, so I definitely feel like, you know, when you get into method acting, you have to know how to exercise that stuff out of you. And that was the one thing I was blessed with when I had my acting coach in LA. He was very big on making sure to exercise those characters out of you because it's so easy to get into a character. But once you've been in that character for six months or up to a year, it's very hard to get that character and their being and their essence, the way they move, the things they do the way they talk it's hard to get that out of you so you have to get a good acting coach who knows how to exercise characters out of you if not you may find yourself in a situation like Heath Ledger where he was stuck being the Joker 24 7 and he eventually overdosed all right so you guys just heard the flashback of Michael B Jordan um, of me talking about him having to go get counseling you know like I said in there regardless if the role is a good role quote-unquote or a bad role of course a bad role will be worse if it's like a really bad character or a dark character. Um, but anytime you have to do method acting and you have to play somebody outside of yourself for months at a time, for months at a time, it takes a toll on you mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Acting, when you are an actor, especially a method actor, you allow your body to be a vessel slash portal. You know what I'm saying? And some of the best method actors out there, they allow spirits into them. They allow the spirits of these characters into them. And that is how they're able to pull it off. Y'all can go research it, honey, if you think I'm reaching. But it's the truth. Because it's about a guy who redeems himself, who, who finds basically redemption. Yeah. Who are you channeling? Were you channeling Christopher? Johnny Cash yeah, a comes bit, to yeah, mind? A bit, yeah. In my long career 
played so many extraordinary women that uh, basically I'm getting mistaken for one. <laughs> and <laughs> no, really, I have a, I'm very clear about the fact that I'm the vessel for other people's stories and other women's lives. I try to allow the spirit of the character to live through me. So I just try to encompass and allow myself, I'm almost the vehicle to channel the spirit of the character through. Channel the spirit of Malcolm. Because I remember one specific time where, you know, we went to Malcolm's speeches. And once you finished with the text, you kept on going. Right, right, right. And we, we, we I didn't say cut. <laughs> right, right, right. We kept, kept loading the camera. We kept loading right. the camera. And there were many times in that film where we all had to pinch ourselves because we thought we saw the reincarnation right, right. of Malcolm. It wasn't about impersonation. Right, you know, right. how to capture the spirit. The spirit and just trying to, you know, act as well. I'm going to look like him and that, but right, that's, right. that's just surface stuff. stuff. Will Smith called me before he started Ali and he was saying, what should I do? You know, and he, and he did the voice for me and he had it. I said, I think you should go to Michigan and pray with Ali. When I did Malcolm X, I would just pray every morning, you know, before I came out of that trail. I was like, Malcolm, come on, you know, because it's not for me. Right. You know, it's, it's just it's for him and for those hopefully that 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 he affected. And so in this role, I'm going to go ahead and read to you guys what um, Lakeith Stanford was saying and why he felt the need to go and get counsel. So it says in a new interview with Level, Stanfield said that having to betray Kalua's real life character while playing O'Neill felt too real during the making of the acclaimed film. In the scene where I had to poison him, a lot of it didn't end up making the final cut. But we shot me mixing it in the Kool-Aid, and I had to go through all those emotions, Stanfield 29 recalled. And as Fred Hampton, it felt like I was actually poisoning Chairman Fred Hampton. The intensity of the role impacted the Knives Out actor, making him rethink the approach with tackling future projects. So sometimes your body thinks that's real, everything you're putting it through. It's no wonder I have been feeling so stressed out and having panic attacks i realized going forward before i step into something like that again maybe have a therapist stanfield said he's since been seeing a really cool therapist that has helped him sort through his intense experience making the drama it's the great imperfect for me right now hopefully it continues to be the case stanfield said it helped me a lot after doing press yesterday i had another session and it was amazing it helps you unlock things about yourself it's not even necessarily about the person that you're doing therapy with. But like you said, perspectives and strategies and tools that you didn't have access to before he added. So that is what he had to say about everything that he's been going through as of late. And I think that might have been what happened this weekend is that he was just kind of having like an emotional mental breakdown you know, um, playing that character because that character is very deep. You know, you have to be a conniving, sly person. You have to have two different faces, one of an FBI informant who is literally there for themselves and trying to get themselves out of trouble. And then you're befriending this person. And this person is trusting you with like all their deep, dark secrets, their innermost thoughts. And you know that when it's said and done, you have to betray them and potentially get them killed. And this is a 21-year-old young man, you know, who could have had the power to like really change things if he was allowed to grow so I, I definitely understand him for having a breakdown it's no joke method acting is no joke whatsoever um you know and he's a really good actor and let's not forget he also played in get out 
which was another kind of strenuous role where he had to, you know, really be outside of himself and play like, you know, this character was just crazy and that wasn't really himself until he got hit with the flashes. So he's a very intense actor. Hopefully this beef with him and Charlemagne, the God will cease and end. And, you know, they'll be able to figure things out. But the fact that they beefed this long, honey, it, it is not that damn serious, okay? They've been beefing for two years straight. Hopefully they both said what they needed to say. They both done what they needed to do, and they can move forward. So once again, thank you guys for checking out Tea Time Unfiltered with your girl, Lovely Tea. I'm going to post half of this on YouTube. You guys can leave a comment. Let me know what you guys think about the whole Lakeith Stanfield versus Charlemagne the God situation. How do you guys feel about them going back and forth all these years? And then also, how do you feel about Lakeith coming out today and admitting that he had to seek therapy for that role that he had to play, um, you know, as that Judas character in this movie? Do you feel like, you know, acting roles can really stick with people and can really affect them? So let me know your thoughts. Leave a comment share the podcast once again thank you so much for tuning in to tea time unfiltered with your girl lovely tea deuces thank you for listening to today's show make sure you join us again soon for all the latest tea make sure you follow me on my social media pages just put in l-o-v-e-l-y-t-i on twitter instagram facebook and youtube